As a podcaster, you know that great content is only half the battle. The other half is finding the right hosting platform to reach your audience. That's where Captivate comes in. With unlimited podcasts, advanced analytics, and personalized support, Captivate has everything you need to grow your audience and monetize your show. Join the thousands of successful podcasters just like us who trust Captivate for their hosting needs. Visit dnaairwaves.com slash Captivate today to start your free trial. And please feel free to crank that and just noodle around while we talk. <laughs> we, we encourage that with everybody that comes yeah, here. It's, kind of, uh, it's funny because we didn't ask you to do that and you're already holding the base, but that's usually what we ask people to do anyway. So please feel free. Um, Perfect. There we go. You know, sorry, that reminds me of something that I heard you say in a, in another chat, Jonathan. You said that um, the way that you perceive chords and scales are shapes. Yeah. Can you explain that? And what shape did you just play, or is it multiple shapes? Sure. So I gave a TED talk uh, that's all about music and autism and the way that I process musical information visually. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't have synesthesia, but I think of theory in shapes and colors. Okay. So if we took C major, Mm -hmm. the chord tones are a different color than the extensions. So when I play, I'm thinking of the color. So the major seventh has a different color than a 13. And then we go outside the key entirely. All the out notes have their own color too. Interesting. And this is not synesthesia in any way, shape, or form? I think it's not synesthesia because you're not seeing colors, right? You think of it as colors and shapes, but you're not actually perceiving colors and shapes. I guess. I think that's the difference. You see them. I can see them in the air while I play. Huh. That is a little bit synesthesia. That's what I was saying. It sounds exactly like synesthesia. Yeah, it does sound similar to what we've uh, learned in the past of synesthesia. So I see, like, if I close my eyes and I think about the instrument, I see the fretboard in the air. Yeah. And then when I play notes, they all light up in front of me. So if I think of a line... All those notes, I'm seeing them in shapes, in lines, in patterns, and it's all very visual. Does this apply when you're listening to music as well? Totally. Yeah, same. I don't know how to... So, I played music for about 15 years before I learned that not everybody sees it that way. Wow. (laughs) Hey, you might have synesthesia. I had... (laughs) (laughs) You you might want to look into that, because that sounds a lot like synesthesia. Or have you looked into that, though, Jonathan? I have. Yeah. But oh, okay. It's different because it's it's my way of pr- of organizing information. Mm. Okay. So I'm thinking about chord tones, modes, shapes, and I happen to organize them visually. Mm-hmm. And I had this amazing teacher named Scott Pemberton, who is just the most incredible guitarist. He's like the best guitarist you've never heard of. Wow. Okay. (laughs) And he, he picked up on that and he adapted his teaching to teach me music theory in a very visual way. Mm. So we'd get out a pen and paper and map everything out in shapes and colors. That's helpful. This is an acquired skill in that sense. Yeah. I was going to say that you've learned this. Okay. 
That's, That's the, the difference. difference. Right. Oh, we're learned, on the yeah. same page. Oh, you stopped. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Thanks for uh, kind of breaking that down further because we were all sitting here like, it feels, yeah, feels like it might be something else. But that makes perfect sense. You've learned this and then you've learned how to apply it. And very cool. And very cool. Lot, I, I'm not unique. If you buy any guitar book, mm -hmm. there's little mm -hmm. shapes for all the chords. There's little diagrams on top of Every True. Bob Dylan song yeah. tells you how to play an E or the G. Yeah, and you just visualize those as your... Yeah, yeah I sense. just took it, like, everyone else sort of learns that and moves on, and I'm stuck there in all music is visual in right. my brain. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> is um You mentioned Victor Wooten a couple times. Is he your biggest, I imagine he's one of your biggest uh, bass influences. What... Not no? Yeah, not just in bass, but in life. In life, okay. So, mm. Victor, over the years, I've been so fortunate to become good friends with him. Oh, nice. So, I'm in his book as a character. Nice. And Which, I read my character's voice in the audio book. Whoa. Which book is that? Yeah. About autism in his new book, The Spirit of Music. Oh, that, okay. So, you can hear my voice Very cool. as an autistic musician oh, I'll have to grab in that Victor's book. book. I read his That's other awesome. book, The Music Lesson. That was a great one as well. Um, so I'm in that, in the very last chapter, there is uh, a character who enters the story, and that's me. Mm. Oh, okay. Or at least my sort of persona yeah, in Victor's yeah, right, yeah. Wow, so you've world. Influ you've influenced him upon. in many ways, too, it sounds like. Very yeah, cool. so um, a few years ago, bef just uh, before covid Vic brought me back for the first time as a teacher mm. to two of his camps. Nice. Very cool. And that was such a bucket list moment for me to go from, I was 18 years old and the student there, totally yeah. overwhelmed to now Vic has brought me back to teach alongside him. That's, that's incredible. Such an honor. No kidding. Yeah. That's and what I learned from Vic is... Like everyone thinks of him as the guy who can play a million notes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But but when you spend time with people at that level, you realize that's not what makes them special. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. There's a million kids on YouTube who can play a million notes. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> One per kid. But one per kid. Yeah. But they aren't changing people's lives the way that the great musicians do. Agreed. So what is it that makes Steve Bailey or Chick Corea or Victor Wooten or whoever, whoever it is, what makes them special? And I feel like most, most of the time in life we don't get up close enough to the people who inspire us to answer that question. Mm, yeah, yeah. Good point. And I have been really fortunate that I've been able to get up close with a lot of the people I admire and really try to learn what makes them special and successful. Mm. And I try to take that and apply it to all of my work, not just music. Right. What does that involve? What other work do you do? Well, all the autism work, speaking, mm -hmm. writing, working with clients. Like I, I found the great jazz musicians, what makes them special is they're fearless. Mm. Right. Like mm -hmm. Miles Davis was never afraid to play a note. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, or Jocko was never going to be like, that note's not in this key. I'm going <laughs> to stay away from it. Right. True. But 
but it's different to try to look at life that way, to mm. not be afraid of the notes when you don't have your guitar on. <laughs> So what's it like to sit down in a meeting and throw something out at the rest of the table and you don't know if they're going to like it or not? Right. Yeah. Or to sit down with a family and say, I've got an idea for your kid. I have no idea if it's going to work. Yeah. 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 But let's try this new thing and see. Hmm. When you come up with curriculum and stuff that you write, do you collaborate with someone else or is this all just your own creation? Oh, I collaborate. I I steal from all of the brilliant people in my world. Right. I'm inspired by so many. Um, I've worked for years with this amazing autism specialist named Barbara Avila, the Synergy Autism Center, Okay, who just put out a book. Um, my friend Yasmin at Voices Together just put out an amazing book about music yeah. right. and supporting people with autism. Um the lady who did my initial autism eval is now a dear friend of mine. Wow, wow. It's beautiful. So I try to learn from all of these people. And, and I never went to college. I don't have any letters after my name. <laughs> um, all of my work is based on my experiences. But I realized a long time ago that that's not enough. Mm. It's not enough to just go to somebody and say, this worked for me, so I'm going to try it with you. Yeah, You need a deeper knowledge base. For sure. So I try to take courses and study and ask questions and absorb from all of these different disciplines around me, from autism specialists, and therapists, and counselors, and teachers, Everywhere, and yeah. find what, what they are doing and apply my own methods to it right. or absorb that in. So I'm not reinventing the wheel. Like nothing that I teach is unique to me. Mm -hmm. It's just, I'm teaching it in my own way. Right. I just like music. There's only 12 notes and someone's already played them all. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's very true. But no one can play those notes the way you do. Wow. Yeah. 